It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Go Birds podcast. Come on, All right, let's talk to our next guest. He was there. He's covered it all year. He's been covering it for a bunch of years. And he might be uh, getting ready to, to see another Eagles Super Bowl. And for that and more, we turn to our guy, Mr. Elliot Sherparks. How you doing, Elliot? Yeah, I think the issue is when you win 38-7, to you could pick any real part of the team. But uh, I would have gone pass rush on that one. I really think they dominated early, so I'm surprised by that. I I was a little surprised that one got, you know, know, trumped so much. Elliot, a lot of parts to get to here, but I want to ask you sort of an open-ended first question. When you're watching that game the other day, particularly once you get to the second quarter, third quarter, and you just know it's over, fourth quarter, what were you thinking – about the Eagles' chances to win the Super Bowl this season? I felt they were going to win it. I mean, I, you know, I, I think that there's been long stretches of this season where you could debate if they're the best team in the NFL, but there was no debate. They were one of you know, four teams, five teams that had a real chance to win the Super Bowl. But I think that last month, and, and maybe I overestimated it, but I thought the last month with the injuries, the you know, kind of poor play, it didn't feel like that's where they were. It didn't feel like when you watched them, like forget what the numbers said, when you just watched them, they didn't look like that dominant team. And the Giants certainly played a role in that. But when they went up even just seven to nothing, I thought, okay, yeah, they're, they're back. You could just tell watching it yeah. that this is a team that, if not is going to win the Super Bowl, has a really, obviously, really, really good chance to do so. Was that the most complete win of the season? Probably. I mean, you know, I really don't think the Giants are very good. So I think that's maybe something you take into consideration. But I thought they played a really clean game. I mean, obviously, it's only let up seven points. I would think that's the best their season off the top of my head. So defensively, you know, as good as the offense was, and I think seeing Jalen play like Jalen was was obviously reassuring. Mm -hmm. I thought the reason that 
the game felt like they were never going to come back was because of the way the defensive line and the defense were dominating. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it probably was the most complete game, especially when you consider it was the playoffs, right? I mean, remember what happened last year. So, yeah, I would say it's probably their most impressive performance. What does this coaching staff harp on after a win like that? What, what do they tell the guys they mm-hmm. need to improve? Yeah, so, I mean, situational football, they were really good against the Giants on that, and the Giants are pretty good at situational football. Third down, red zone offense. But if I'm the coaching staff, those are the two things I'm harping on again because I think against the Niners, you know, and they're not as good at it, ironically. The Niners are in the bottom half of the league on both third down defense and red zone defense. So, uh, if situationally, if the Eagles can keep focusing on that, keep executing at a high level – going to be huge against the Niners because, you know, they're probably not going to win that game by 31 points. You would think it would be a little bit closer. So converting into red zone, you know, extending drives, I would harp on situational football. Elliot, what can you tell us about A.J. Brown? It was very obvious, especially on the TV version of the game, that he was frustrated on the bench on the fourth quarter. Could you tell, or did he address postgame, if that was related to he wasn't that involved in the game when he played or he was frustrated that he was injured or the fact that they did not let him go back in the game because he was a little banged up? So he did not speak after the game. Off the top of my head, I think that might be the first time all year he didn't speak. So, you know, a little a little weird he didn't, didn't speak. But he was in the locker room. I saw him talking with his teammates. He seemed to be in good spirits. So, you know, Nick Sirianni talks today at 245. Maybe we can get an update there. And then I'm sure AJ will talk during the week. Um I wouldn't read too much into that. You know, I think he's going to play on Sunday. And if he's frustrated in the moment, he's frustrated in the moment. But I, I don't think this is something that, you know, the, the fans should worry about. Do you know what the the injury is? Uh, it seemed a little banged up, stayed down quite a while after a couple plays. Yeah. What's the deal? Yeah, th- yeah, there were two plays, I think, in the second half yeah. where he was slow to get up. Um, you know, I, again, I saw him in the locker room. He seemed fine. I don't know what exactly was hampering him. Uh, you know, maybe Siriano will give us some detail uh, later, but I, I think he seems okay. Elliot, what did you sense from Lane Johnson in the locker room after the game, how he came out of it? He seemed good. Uh, you know, I, he played awesome. I mean, there was, there was a moment in the game where uh, I think it was a running play where he kind of sprinted down the field after the running back. And I think it was a really good, you know, honest look at how he was feeling. Because if he wasn't feeling good, you know, he probably walks to the line of scrimmage or he's not running at that point of the game. So, um, you know, even last week when he practiced, he came out of that practice feeling much better than expected. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm assuming, you know, he's going to play this Sunday. He, uh, he played really well against the Giants. So I think at this point, you know, it seems like all systems go uh, for him and he's playing well. Similar question about Jalen Hurts. Uh, just your impression of him physically after the game. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was a little interesting. He kind of stuck with the good enough when talking about how he's feeling. Uh, before the game, uh, you know, Pam Oliver said that Jalen told her he wasn't close to 100%. So maybe it's something he's dealing with a little more than I thought heading into the game. But but at this point, when you look at how he played, uh, his willingness to run, I thought his deep ball to Devontae, or I think it was on the first drive, was a really encouraging sign early about yeah. how he was feeling. So, again, with him and Lane, and, you know, with a lot of players, but those two specifically, they're not going to be 100% probably the rest of the year, right? Two more games, right. there's not just enough time to heal. But I do think they're at a point where if they do – not play if they play poorly i don't think it's injury related i think they're they're healthy enough to go out there and play we've had uh, we've had some callers today giving jonathan gannon props uh was rare occurrence yeah 
How differently yeah. did he coordinate this game, or is it just this was more of what he does and we didn't give him credit before? I don't think he did anything that different. I mean, there were a few plays where he blitzed. Uh, yeah. You know, the interception was caused by blitz. But one of the biggest misconceptions is that they don't blitz. I mean, they they were in, I think they finished in the top half of the league or maybe right around there in terms of blitzing. Again, they blitz more than the Niners, who everybody loves to talk about how great the Niners' defense is. The Eagles' defense is very comparable to the mm-hmm. Niners' defense in a lot of ways. So, I, you know, I really think that uh, Saturday was mostly – they got after Daniel Jones early. They got him, you know, kind of rattled. The Giants really don't have much talent on offense. And they dominated, right? Seven points to seven points, no matter who you're facing. But but I don't think he did anything drastically different because it was the playoffs. Um, I just think they played a, a bad offense and they dominated. Yeah. You know, there were there were there were blitzes in this game where we were beaten because we blitzed. Like there was yeah. one there was one long run. I, I remember a Saquon run uh when on their drive where they scored. That was entirely because we were aggressive, hmm. uh, like overly yeah. aggressive. We ran right and, by it. And that's the thing. I mean, look, blitzing is something you do when you don't have talent on defense, right? Because you need to compensate for it. You need to fabricate ways to, to get pressure. So the Eagles don't have to do that. But, yeah, if you blitz, there can be positives, right? You hit Daniel Jones, he throws it to James Bradbury. But it's, it's really hit or miss. And as you mentioned, mm-hmm. if you blitz a ton, you're going to give up big plays. Yeah. And one thing the Eagles don't do is give up big plays. Elliot Short Parks with us. So, Elliot, Saturday was obviously very intense. Sunday, much more casual for a lot of us, just being able to watch all the games, yeah. you know, chill. What did you think of Brock Purdy? I mean, he's going to be the quarterback Sunday at the link. What did you think of his performance? So uh, I thought a couple things stood out about, about Brock Purdy. One is he does move well in the pocket. Like, I, I, he does avoid pressure. I don't think he's a threat to, to turn open lanes into 20 yards. He only picked up, I think, five first downs all year running the ball. But he can move in the pocket. He can avoid pressure. He certainly does put the ball in harm's way. I mean, if Diggs picks off that pass, maybe they lose that game, right? So there are, there, I think he, he is risky with the ball. But I do think he's better than, you know, the Jake Fromms of the world, you know, some of these guys they've faced. I think if the Eagles don't get pressure on him, he's good enough to sit back there and pick him apart. But I do think he is someone that if they can get at him early, he clearly can be rattled, especially in Philadelphia. It's probably going to be the most hostile place he's ever played. So I think he's definitely a beatable quarterback. Me too. Elliot, what, um, what do you think J- uh, Jerry Jones is thinking this morning about Dak Prescott? You know, do you think he would go after Sean Payton and Tom Brady? I was thinking about that. When you think about the fact that you could move on from Dak Prescott if you wanted to, you could save like $30 million. He might not bring back Mike McCarthy. He's always been interested in hiring Sean Payton. And Tom Brady's always been interested in working with Sean Payton. That was kind of my thing. I mean, look, they'll probably bring him back. But I don't think enough people are connecting those dots as Tom Brady's going to look for a new home, and Dallas is likely looking for a new head coach. So that, that was my thought watching Well, that's Dak. interesting. That's a very interesting thought, and I'll say this. The Brock Purdy performance in six days could also factor in because, you know, San Francisco could want to try to get Brady. Yeah. Of course, he grew up there, and they obviously have a team roster-wise that's good enough to win the title. The question is, is their quarterback good enough? So, yeah, and, you know, and, you know, I think at this point they're probably going to bring Purdy back. You know, barring a complete disaster. I don't know, man. That, that I, I don't know. I, I I don't see the Purdy thing. I know a lot of people are high on the Purdy thing. I don't I don't quite get it. All right, Elliot, shape the week for us. I mean, how much of this is just a normal week? They played on a Saturday. They now play on a Sunday. Uh, what is normal this week? What is different this week for the Eagles from a yeah. practice standpoint? 
Well, from a practice standpoint, and we have not gotten a schedule yet, but but I would assume that they are going to handle this exactly like a regular week. I mean, that is one thing you hear a lot from Jalen and Nick Sirianni just in messaging to the team is, you know, treat it like a normal week. You know, every week's the same. We play for each other. The opponent, the stage doesn't matter. So I would think they would intentionally try to keep things as normal as possible. But there's also the reality that they're in the NFC Championship game. Things are going to be different. There's going to be more media. There's going to be more media obligations. But I would think in terms of when they practice, the meeting times, those type of things, they'll try to keep it as normal as possible. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, with Thursday being the most intense practice. Elliot, last thing and the really important things. Why didn't Jeffrey Lurie dance in the locker room after this game the way he did five years ago after the (laughs) divisional round win? He was getting getting down five years ago, man. It's it's a good point, but I I think at this point it sounds crazy, but it's, they're kind of you know not want to say used to it, yeah, but expected. I, I think yeah. the expectations are higher now. The 2017 team we believed in them because something was going on. The 2022 team we believe in them because they're awesome, and I think that's the difference in how you celebrate a win like that on Saturday. I agree with you. I think they're better this year. Elliot, good yeah. stuff, man. We'll talk to you. I'm sure multiple times this week. Thanks, pal. Yep, sounds good. Talk All to right, you. There he is, Elliot Sure Parks. 